Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And as always with me is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played professional baseball and he also played in the National Football League. He was a part of that first Atlanta Falcons team that went to the Super Bowl. And we are joined by a special guest, the one and only Earl Burnett. He has a podcast here on the Believe Network. It is all about the Suns. And he also has KSRNAZ.com, Casual Sports Radio Network, where he covers all things uh, with the Valley sports scene, including the Arizona Cardinals. So we love to have him on the show because we brothers and that's how we do it. How you doing, Ed? Good, good, good to be joined by the voice, as we call him. <laughs> yes, indeed, yes, indeed. So, uh, how you doing, Casual E? Yeah, hey, I might have to change my day name to the voice now. <laughs> That's how um, it goes down. That's I'm how it goes. All right, down. though, it's kind of weird though to make this transition from basketball to football so fast. I mean, it's like just they ain't never been this close together, so it's kind of weird to have to. I got to get into the Cardinal mode now, so it's been a minute. Yeah, it's a good thing though because it's better to be able to have that car the the Phoenix Sun season go longer. Right. I wish they would have been, you know, I wish being a Laker fan, I wish it wouldn't have been as long as it was. But the point is, still, but but still, it's it's better to have a, a thriving sports scene. Correct. Save, save the D backs. Hey, uh, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> well, we got a great show lined up for you. I wanted to have these gentlemen on so we could talk about a couple of things, um, kind of a little bit more macro level things here on this show. We don't necessarily. Own Always get into the the X's and O's. We have some people on, uh, um, such as Earl, who can get into X's and O's. We could do that. We just choose not to. But uh, but we bring it from a different perspective as we see things, and especially because uh, because Easy he has lived it and breathed it. So a couple of things going to talk about this week: the value of the padded practice. I wanted to get uh, Ed's Ed's thoughts on that, and then yours as well, Earl. Also, when it comes to running back, who should get the majority of the carries between Chase Edmonds and James Conner. And then the wide receiver room I saw something uh, about Christian Kirk today. And I've been hearing some things about Rondell, uh, Rondell Moore. I know we lampooned it a bit when he was drafted. So I wanted to see if we still feel the same way when it comes to him. So we'll get into that. But 
Here's something it's as the Lakers have been putting their, their team together and uh, went from Westbrook to adding Mello and all these other places, all these other pieces. It makes me want to go and maybe check the odds and see where they're at. But if you're into sports betting, bet online is where you should go to win money today, whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship. Bet online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next game, the next big game, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So I wanted to ask this. It's it, The other day it was speculated that the Cardinals were going to have their first padded practice. I th- think as we record this, they have. I think it was as of yesterday, so uh, Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. But with, with the way the rules have changed, your thoughts on the value of the padded practice. What can putting those pads on do or not do for your team? Your thoughts first, easy. Well, you know, the the padded practice this is a thing of the past now with all these, uh, I guess, the, um, the way the bargaining chip was used by the players. You know, they uh, wanted to get rid of some of those, no more two-a-days. Uh, matter of fact, you can't even hit two days in a row, meaning if you hit on Monday, you can't even put the pads out on or bring them out on Tuesday. So they've kind of gotten rid of a lot of the physicality of the game during the offseason. I'll give you guys an illustration of how much things have changed. Here we are. I think all the teams finally went to camp July 27th, if I'm not mistaken, right? My first year in the league, uh, many, many moons ago, I reported to camp July 13th. And that meant there was a whole lot of things to do between July 13th and July 27th. You know what those things were? Hit, Hit and mo hit. And that's all we did. Now, there's two sides to every story. Obviously, I think we... And then I think players from even further back in my past, in our past would tell you we used to hit way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we used to bang, and that's why a lot of us are in the circumstances we are now. We we hit so much during the week. By the time we got to the game, it was like, wow. You know, that was like a day off on Sunday because of the hitting you did wow. uh, Wednesday, Thursday. And I'm talking full goals, you know, nine on sevens for the line, interior line and the – you know, tight ends in the backs. And, you know, the only thing we didn't do was tackle to the ground, but it was full contact, you know. Now what they've done is they've eliminated probably 80% of the hitting. And what you're going to find now is the skill level of these people who are supposed to be really physical. The first few weeks of the season is very sloppy for one because nobody's practiced it at full speed and there's absolutely zero possibility of simulating in pads or thud or even running high speed without the, the actual contact, you can't simulate that. So when you finally get to the first week of the season, when it really counts, you're going to see a lot of guys a step behind, some bad technique, and the other thing is injuries. Uh, when you get out there and all of a sudden now the dial is turned up to 10-plus and dudes just haven't done it, quite frankly, it's going to be a lot of – and that's why we see the hamstrings – Guys getting cut, you know, legs going out, different things, because the technique isn't there. You have to practice what you're doing out there, and the only way to do it is to be physical. But like I said, they've eliminated the majority of the physicality of the game. So the first four to five weeks of a regular season now, that's when guys are trying to 
get their bearings, you know, get their technique down. That used to be training camp. Uh, like I said, by the time you got through those tour days, you were ready, built up the calluses and ready to go into the season. Now it's going to take guys longer, and you're going to see a lot more injuries because they're not doing it as much as they used to uh, uh, in, in camp. What do you think, Earl? Yes, he pretty much said everything from a football player's perspective. That's pretty much it. But uh, from a coach's perspective and how camp changes what it's for, like in, in the beginning, you know, these camps before the pads come on, it's pretty much an OTA. You're just going through like a walkthrough. You're going through like installing the scheme and all that type of stuff. And players get kind of antsy when it comes to that. They want to hit something. So the pads come on. And what that does, it just kind of ramps practice up a little bit more. and Things get more intensified. And But for the most part, like Ed is saying, the only thing you're really doing is, is practicing on the point of attack. Because you're not going to tackle nobody. You're not going to hit nobody when they come across the middle. You're not going to really play real football. All you're doing is the point of attack. They want the coaches want to see if that receiver can get off con get off the line. Can he get off the line of scrimmage? Can this can the offensive line hold a block? Can you know can you get off a block? Those type of things. So that's basically all it is to me. Is O line and D line really get the grunt of it? Because that's what it's about. That point of attack. So uh, everything else, like Ed was saying, is pretty much today's today's powder puff football is what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is today. You know, you're gonna add games to the whole thing and. and yeah, so we got to got to preserve our players. We don't want guys getting hurt in in practices. So I guess it, it kind of evens out. But I think uh, what Earl, not Earl, but what Ed has said multiple times is that during those during those practice or during training camp, that's when you get calloused. I've heard a lot of football players and coaches yeah. say say that quite a bit. So callous. So how do you? I mean, what's that? What's that happy medium with between too much to to where you're going to? Because I, the organization or the coach for the most part, doesn't care about how you feel 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Right. But how do you how do you get that happy medium with being able to get, get the, the players in the right mindset and not trying to damage somebody down the road? That's tough, well, man. That's really tough. Um, if I'm a coach, I mean, I would look at it like this. You only do it so often in practice. I remember B.A., you know, he did it a few times just on the first day of the pass. He lined two, the two stars up, and they went at each other, like, really hard, you know, in that little – what they call that drill? I forgot what the drill is called. But what, the Oklahoma? Yeah, the or... Oklahoma, yeah. You only do that so often because you want to see – you want to see some guys shy away from that contact. Some guys are some guys are built for it, and some guys are not. Coaches want to see who, who's really built for it. And so they'll do it every so often, and that's how they do it. But I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. I mean, you know, Ed can definitely answer that on the football perspective, but it's a tough question. Well, even in, in addition to finding out who's tough and who's not, Earl, it, it is also about getting the units together to, to get that full speed. Okay. What it's really, you know, your cut, for instance, with your interior lineman, these dudes, you know, along with the tight ends and your running backs, a lot of combo blocks, a lot of, you know, working together, getting those butts down and driving off the ball and, you know, trying to root these deep, big defensive ends out of there and stuff like that. You're not going to get that in walkthroughs. Two dudes just standing there, you know, okay, go to your point of attack. Then you walk to it, you know. You are, And then on the other side, you got all these defensive linemen. Once the season starts, they're going to see nothing but double teams all through the season. You want these dudes fighting through that because, like I said, you can't simulate it with walkthroughs and looking at film and, you know, that kind of thing. When I talk about hand-to-hand combat, it is straight hand-to-hand combat when it when it's for real. You know, we know many camps, training camps, all that. 
once the, 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 the dial is turned up on September, whatever that first date is, man, you're talking about you not, not only you bring up another good point. I'll set up after this real quick. You also want to get through those first couple weeks of soreness. Right. I remember when I played, we all knew, like the first couple, like the, when we went to two days, those first two weeks were all about getting used to how your body's going to feel for the next 20 plus weeks. And it's, you know, I'm talking to everything from the your eyelashes down to your toes are hurting. And you, like I said, that is just a part of life. You have to almost, you know, you don't talk about farmers when they go out there, you look at their hands, they're all bruised. And I mean, those dudes, that's because they've been raking and hoeing all their entire lives, they don't even feel it anymore. And that's what you want to get to when you're trying to get guys to a football season. If every time somebody, ooh, ow, you know, no, you want to get to the point where it's normal to be in pain and hurt. In order to do that, you got to go through those initial, you know, training camp, beat each other up. So now we don't build them calluses up. And, hey, it's time for the long haul. Let's get going to, to January, you know? I guess I guess the preseason games also help with that, too, a little bit because you get some live action in the preseason games. So a few reps here and there, real live action in the preseason game. But, yeah. It all, de- it all depends your, your, I guess, spot on the totem pole. There right. are dudes that don't, they right. don't want no part of touching nobody in the, right. in the preseason game. Their right. goal is I got four to – uh, six plays with two series, whatever it is, I'm out. I'll, I'll tell you later. Then you got dudes like me that were out there ready to lose a, a limb out there. And, you know, right. that's what it's all about, showing how tough you are, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, like I said, it's it's a – but you guys both bring it up. It's a very difficult line to toe because coaches, they know they don't want to lose anybody in the, in the preseason or in training camp. At the same time, man, we got to get these dudes ready to play. Right, right. Yeah. You know? Indeed. So interesting to see how this uh, this team shapes up with the practices and keeping an eye on that. But believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk a little bit about the wide receiver room. We all, I've often heard um, athletes, not athletes, and I've heard coaches. I've heard people say that the best ability is availability. Uh, Christian Kirk is battling injuries in training camp. He is one that I think has his has a high ceiling but he also has a very low floor as well because of some of those injuries that have seemed to plague him, uh, his, his young career here in the NFL. Uh, uh, Casual E has a set, has a, a segment on his, uh, on, on his show. that's called can't get right. And I wanted your thoughts on is, is Christian Kirk one of those dudes that can't get right. And then secondly, so when you're answering that, think of this one, we were both, we were all kind of critical about, the drafting when they drafted Rondale Moore, uh, kind of a shorter wide receiver, and this kind of maybe goes to the fact that they're not hitting right now, but seems to be impressing in training camp. Does does the fact that you hear some of those news have that has some of that news has that changed either of your minds? But so start with Christian Kirk. Is he a can't get right, and then Rondale Moore? Are you starting to become a little bit more optimistic where he is concerned? We'll start with you first, Casual E. Oh, he would definitely be on the change it right list. That's for sure. And it's a, it's sad though because you you know it's not you, it's kind of not his fault per se because sometimes when you just injury prone, it just comes from the genes, mom and dad. That that's just how it goes. And I mean, and most of his injuries are are little, very little contact. So he's getting hurt just just by running and being out there. And right. it's like, man, this dude just a magnet for an injury. So. Um, at this point, he just become an average receiver right now, and he should be excelling a little bit more. He should be almost borderline dominant receiver, but now he's right there in that average point. You don't know what you're getting with him because he can't stay on the field. 
So at this point right now, I would say he's borderline average. But there's some, some the, the, the little kids that are coming up behind him. If he's if he's on that if he's in that engine room too long, they can surpass him in the offense because that little kid we drafted, Rondell Moore, is doing some things. He's doing some things. I'm telling you. Why you call him little kid though, man? He's a man. He's he's got Steve Smith syndrome. Little man, <laughs> little, little man, little man pissed off with a chip on his shoulder. That's how this kid plays. He okay. plays exactly like that. He plays like he is bigger than he looks. Like a Chihuahua barks like he's bigger than he looks. This kid plays with an edge on him, and he's not afraid of contact. I mean, I get the, I get the sense sometimes Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella are afraid of contact, so they avoid it to a point and you can tell when guys are avoiding that contact this kid i saw a play on tape he was playing in wisconsin i believe it was on a five yard slant hit a linebacker head on and ran him over and went into the end zone for a touchdown he was looking for contact that's the difference he's the kid that they drafted that they thought were they, they were going to get in andy isabella last year exact same built everything but this guy's got a, 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 a motor and a and an and a attitude and a chip on his shoulder that is just, man, he's going to be a star in this league. I, I just see it. I'm looking at him in practice. I'm like, man, you get this kid to rock. <laughs> I mean, it's all going to be dependent on what Cliff Kingsbury does and how he uses him. Okay. What do you what do you think, Easy? Well, no, Earl hit it right on the, the head as far as uh, Kirk, Christian Kirk. I mean, you can have all the ability in the world, but if you're not out there on the field, it doesn't mean anything. Nope. And what happens is eventually, and, you know, we, we, we don't like giving people titles or, or just, you know, but eventually, you know, they just start expecting the injuries because right. the more we come, it's like, well, we can't depend on this dude. So if we can't depend on you, we're going to start looking in other places because we know we might have you for a minute, but we can't depend on you for the long haul. And you hope that's something that doesn't happen to Christian Kirk, but as these years go by, you're looking up, you get three, four, five years into your career, and every season it's like, well, he played 12 games last year. He played eight the year before. You know, you start to get that rap, and, and we all know the NFL is all about who's on the field right now. And what you're talking about with uh, Rondell, man, I like what you're saying, man, and, and here's an interesting thing. I don't care how big the dog is. If right. the dog a fight in him, that's exactly. something that's – I mean, if it's a chihuahua – he might not be able to get a Rottweiler, but that Rottweiler is going to walk away with a couple of nicks on his ankles exactly. too, right? Exactly. And here's, a, here's an interesting thing about those type of dudes. Those type of dudes, that's not, not something you can teach. Right. That's something that's born within them. And you watch a dude like him, you're talking about plays, you go back to college, and this dude is looking for contact. There's a reason why I was a tight end and not a linebacker, because I wanted to catch the ball and didn't necessarily like those collisions. If I could do anything – I'm not saying I was getting down, but I wasn't trying to take on the Mack truck, right? Those dudes that wake up, and I know I knew some of these dudes. Them dudes that woke up and wanted to hit somebody at breakfast and wanted you know, tell me, wanted to smack them on, I'm on the weekends <laughs> and stuff like that. Those are the dudes I'm telling you. Yeah, isn't they, it? they don't stop. They don't. And, right. and the dudes, like I said, when I want that dude on my team, I don't want to have to go face him in another color, you know. And right. I'm like I said, I'm glad that you point out. And he's got that in him because that'll separate him from a lot of these other dudes. Absolutely, exactly. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing how when you try to shy away from the contact, that's when the injuries actually come. 
Exactly. And, and this exactly. man goes out there with, with a reckless abandon. He's not even thinking about getting hurt. <laughs> I want to crack somebody. He wants to run over somebody. I will say this much. I don't mean to cut you off. Go finish your point. I was going to say, I will say this much. That is a great attitude coming into the league. At some point, once you, because it's bigger, faster, stronger at this next level, at some point, it's going to be in his best. <laughs> Every now and then you gotta make some of them business decisions, right? We talk about it all the time, Jay. Uh, Man, it's nice to come in and create that, but like I said, at some point, business decisions will have to be made. Otherwise, careers are much shorter than they should have been because you want to take on them big dogs. And then let me just add real quick, Jay, if you don't mind. Yeah, the opportunities have been opened up for the whole wide receiver room because coming in, we know the Cardinals were having wide receiver uh, uh, questions coming in. Is A.J. Green got enough in the tank? Uh, uh, is uh, Christian Kirk a bust? Is, is Fitz coming back? Is, is Keyshawn Johnson and Andy Isabella going to finally get this offense and get on board? I mean, there are a lot of questions. And so now there's, there's there, there, there are positions opening up. And for Christian to be sitting in that dang going injury room again, now mm-hmm. Rondell Moore has an opportunity to jump right in there and be right in the starting lineup as a rookie. So mm-hmm. he's taking advantage of his, of his uh, situation. I can't believe you said want to hit at breakfast. (laughs) 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 All right, so (laughs) believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's let's end with this one. I went a little bit out of order, but the running back room, who should get the majority of the carries between Chase Edmonds and James Conner? I think, in my opinion, I think some of that depends upon how aggressive uh, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be when it comes to this offense. We is he going to do kind of the the north south as opposed to the east west or some of the different some of the uh, the options and all those things. But your thoughts on who do you think should get the majority of the carries between Chase Edmonds and John, and James Conner? We'll start with you yet. Ed, Ed. I think whoever whatever and we don't know what Kingsbury's philosophy is going to be this year. I think. However, he plans on using these running backs. It should be almost in, in, in this. It should be like a 50-50 split, in my opinion, because I don't think Edmonds is a first down every down trying to you know gap the gap dude in between the centers or the uh, tackles. He's not that type of dude. Whereas Connor might be. You're gonna have to use these guys accordingly because I don't think either one of them is good at what the other one does. Right. So it's gonna be a situation where. We're going to have to figure out this running game kind of on the fly again. Uh, I don't like the uh, – if, if he has Connor in there on first down, they're doing a lot of read option, man, we're going to be in for a long, a lot of second and 11s and second and 12s and stuff like that, you know. Man, so, if you want to get somebody under the center, get Connor back there, nice, you know, stretch, get him some downhill, you know, that's one thing. And then Edmonds, he's always been a dude like a scat dude for the most part. You know, right. you can use him in all kind of different. You know, he catches the ball well. He's more that dude, third down, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, as far as who gets the reps, man, they both need a heavy dose as much as they can. One to get acclimated, then to get the feel for this offense, offensive line, get a feel for them because that that running game we talked about all last year is going to be paramount. It's going to be right. so important. And if we get to that point where once again, well, it ain't, we can't do it. So we're just going to do this, man. We're going to be on for another one of those long seasons because we had opportunities last year. We didn't take advantage of those in terms of meaning using that running game, 
setting the table. You know, we get away from it so fast, and we don't never. I don't think we have an identity. Uh, we use our running backs the way they're not supposed to be used. Meaning, you know, why you got this dude back there doing read options when he should be, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, for me, until we define what we're doing, man, just you know, we're just going to like I said, it's going to be trial, trial by a fire, if you ask me. What you what you got? I, I agree with I agree with that one hundred percent. If if the offense is eighty percent passing and twenty percent running, what does it matter? They both will get the same trickled in little uh, uh, plays for each other, regardless. So right, right. I don't know what Cliff Kingsbury is going to do, but when I take those two running backs and compare them, if I had to choose, I'm looking at the aspects that Chase has been in this offense. He knows the offense. A guy just coming in having to learn it is behind the eight ball a little bit. So if you have to have a guy in there to start, it's going to be Chase for sure. Whether how long, or how I mean, how you spell him, I don't know. That's up to Cliff what he's going to do in this offense. But they're both, they both are good out of the backfield catching the ball. They both can block very well. And and if you look at the size of freaking uh, Connor, he can block because he's a bigger back. But Chase still knows how to block. So they're, they're they're pretty much almost the same back, but one's just a little bigger than the other. And I think they're going to use. Connor on the more short yardage stuff, like you know those crucial third down and ones and goal line, goal line, goal line stuff like that, and then maybe the spell chase when he's a little, you know, getting winded a little bit. But uh, it, it's still like 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 uh, Ed said, it's going to come down to what is Cliff going to do? He's got these two backs. Are are we really going to use them? That's what it's going to come down to. All right, so this has been another episode of Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We like to have fun around here, so I appreciate you for stopping by. Casual E, that's Earl Burnett. I love doing this with you guys, man. Y'all know that. Yeah, so again, KSRNAZ.com. Make sure you you check them out. And, of course, follow it's uh, Believe in the Suns, right? Believe in the Phoenix Suns. Believe in the Phoenix Suns. There we go. Still doing some stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I know y'all got to get your little Laker jabs in, but they still doing stuff. <laughs> whatever, whatever. We got a lot to talk about this weekend, but yeah. Yes, sir. That's how we do it. So we play, the Lakers are uh, what is it? Cocoon. Remember that movie Cocoon back in the day? Were they? Were they? Half the, team, half the team is eligible for the AARP cards, aren't they? Hey, yeah. as, long as, as long as they can get this championship <laughs> on the way to AARP. All right. So on behalf of Ed Smith, I am Javon Adams. We do this every week. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And until then, like we always say around this time, you can. Until next week, be easy out there. Appreciate you, brother Earl. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.